Welcome to For What It's Worth, an introduction and immersion into the fairy fandom. And now, two fools who've managed not to burn down the podcast within a year. Here are your hosts, Rue and Tugs. Thank you, Fire Breath. Yay, we're back. And today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 5. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's transformation. So today's topic is going to be transformation. And our guest is going to be Sakita. We'll meet him in a moment. <laughs> so, Tugs, what did you do this week? Is this the BS part? Yes, this is BS. <laughs> You're supposed to introduce the segments. What? <laughs> what did I do last week? It's only been a week since we recorded last. So, uh, I beat Mario on the Wii U. Yay. Yeah, that was... I've got to say, Bowser needs to seriously figure out some other shtick than a stupid button and an axe on the other end of a bridge. <laughs> seriously. It's been years. I wonder what he's thinking about. I'm going to just set this button here, and it's going to make the bridge fall. I, Mario's not going to get it. <laughs> Honestly, I feel almost like it's become that they're sort of just used to playing a specific role, and they expect the button to be there. Which isn't good. That's kind of bad. But you know um, what I think would be amazing if Mario like jumped on the button, like the player jumped on the button, and that killed them, or something like that, or they got captured because they ended up doing that. That would be cool. But it does feel like everyone's sort of just in an opera at, at that point, and they're playing their role. Uh, what else did I do this week? Something significant happened, and I have no idea what it was. Doesn't your mind just go blank? When yes. Talking to Actually, you? usually I write it down, and then I didn't today because I was busy feeding everyone McDonald's. Well, I also finished a game, Professor Layton. Um, and the Curious Clothes. No, 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 no. The the Layton <laughs> Brothers um, case solving thing. Professor Layton and the Curious Brothers. No. Oh yeah, the Curious <laughs> Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> was it good? Yeah, no, it was really, really good. Um, it had a good storyline to it, and that's that's why I like is when you have a fun game and then like a good storyline to to it. So a mystery that has to be solved. But what else did you do this week? I went to the Obon Festival. What's Obon for those who don't know? Obon is basically like the dance for the dead. Um, it's a Japanese festival. It's so. it's that makes it sound really really morbid though you have to you have to explain well, that it's not it's, a morbid it's thing. It's not just it's not a morbid thing. It's like it's a celebration of people that have passed on. And it's it like, has it's like, like paper a party. lanterns and stuff, right? Yeah, paper lanterns. There's dancing. It's a happy event. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's not like oh we're gonna I don't know it's like it's not a funeral procession. It's not a funeral perception perception perception. <laughs> <laughs> a funeral perception. <clears throat> what else did you end up doing this week? Lots of work. Um, although I have decided to go on an adventure next week. So I'm jumping on a train and I'm running away all by myself for a few days. And then I'll come back hopefully refreshed, Yay. rejuvenated. Thank you. Uh, and I don't know. I want to go f- put my feet somewhere like with hot water, like you're, a hot tub. You're only excited because you're roommates with him. <laughs> He's leaving. <laughs> Fight me. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to be moving soon. So I'm not going to be here next episode. We'll talk about that later. Neither of us are going to be here next episode. Talk about that later. Okay. 
Well, should we get on to other things? It's going to be really quiet if it's just me because I don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> An hour of Koru. What episode crickets. would Koru do by himself? <laughs> For what I'm worth. <laughs> <laughs> About two cents. <laughs> All right. Cookie of the day. Wait. No, I'm not going to bite it this time. I love you, little chew. There you go. You don't even say his name right. What? It's L-I-L. Yeah, there's no T's on there. Lil, little chew. Lil chew. Lil chew. Chew chew. Okay. (laughs) All right. This is from a good... Okay, this is from Charles Dixon. Dixon. Wow. (laughs) Charles... Charles Dickens. <laughs> Woo! Who's Charles Dixon? <laughs> Charles Dickens' son. Uh, he's he's the mayor of Colorado. So. <laughs> Mr. Dixon. <laughs> so it says, a loving heart is the truest wisdom in bed with a cookie. Why do you? You can't buzz me anymore. I yeah, I, I, I anti buzzing. You, you just can't and you can't whatever. You're, All right, let's just go on with the show. Whatever. A bigger, blacker dick. And potty break is over. Why do you call it's it a, a potty break? Uh, I think someone wrote in or something and said it. I yeah. don't remember. You know, people are usually driving in their cars. They could be still having a potty break. It could be a potty break, like because it is a podcast, so just like a potty break. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So tell us what the topic is today, Tugs. Transformation, which is also known as shape-shifting or polymorphing, which is completely unusual to me in the sense that I was getting ready to put up the description on the site. You know how we have the next episode thing that people actually look at now? Yay. Uh, I know. And I and I needed a definition, and I was like, oh, no, do I shape-shifting? How stupid could I be not thinking about that? Um, but in my head, they had existed as separate worlds because I'd heard of transformation through the fandom, and shape-shifting was something in cartoons and i had never connected them till then and i was like duh um so the more you i know (laughs) um so as the as the description says transformation has long been a part of the fandom and society in general for some it's a turn on for others it's a fantastic myth do you like the idea of the sexy mystique from x-men do you want it forced on you how would you feel if you woke up completely as your character ah shit so today we have Emails. Yeah, we do have emails, but first we have our guest. Hi. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, So my name is Sakita. Um, Are we talking about like my fandom self? Yeah, your fandom self. Just anything you want to say. You have you have thousands of ears listening to you right now. I have thousands All six of people ears. are listening. Oh, yeah. six. That's more than normal. Uh, uh, six people that have thousands of ears. <laughs> yeah. 
They've transformed. <laughs> we would like oh. you to draw a commission of our audience with like a whole bunch of ears all over. I I may no. inadvertently create a new fetish, like a fox with like fifty or sixty sets of ears. I'm pretty sure uh. someone out there would be excited by that. <laughs> Maybe if they're all pierced. <laughs> so what what are you species wise? I, I'm a bighorn sheep for now. Um, for now. Well, he could transform to something else. You know. Oh, the puns. Uh, actually, like uh, a while back ago, it w- it was funny. My friends uh, gave me the nickname Speak and Say um, because I was, I mean, one of the tricky things about being an artist and being a transformation artist is you're like, well, I'm going to see what I look like as this character and this character and this character. And so for like a couple of years, my character switched like every time I drew it <laughs> just because it could. Um, and so I... Anytime I would hang out with everybody, it, it got to the point where they were like, you know, it's like one of those child speak and says. And so I just pulled the lever and oh. it's like, oh, what's Mark today? The cow oh. goes moo. Have you seen those today? <laughs> Have you seen the new modern versions of those? No. So the old ones, you'd pull the lever and it mm-hmm. actually would do one of those tension things that mm-hmm. would make it spin and talk. Uh, now it's, it just, put you put a battery in. You pull the lever, there's no resistance, really, and it spins, and a little microchip says, the cow says, blah. It doesn't even sound like a toy. It's just like a voice. Well, that's no fun. I know. They're not nearly as cool as they used to be. No, you got to have like that resistance to it and, yeah. and the mechanical noise aspect. I mean, like that it, was... it reminded me of those Ninja Turtle figurines that you'd pull the zipper through, mm-hmm. and they would talk. Yeah. Uh, or, or run, or, you know, or, yeah. or fall miserably on their face. And then at but... the very end, it's like, the cow goes... It's all (laughs) (laughs) so you do art Mm -hmm. yeah i i draw quite a bit i'm pretty compulsive about it if i'm sitting for an extended period of time and there is some kind of thing i can sketch with in front of me i'll just start doodling do you ever draw on the snow huh do you ever draw on the snow (laughs) uh do you ever play around with that yellow snow (laughs) Um, how much trouble can ever, I get myself? Did you ever roll around in it? <laughs> no, I've never rolled around in it. That's, whoa, that, I, that's definitely not one I've done um, yet. <laughs> so, how long have you been in the fandom? Um, I really got into the fandom about nine years ago. Uh, I kind of just stumbled on it on accident. Um, and <laughs> it was a terrible accident. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know. <laughs> We all have our different degrees of crazy, and I definitely enjoy the fandom's breed of crazy. It's it's a lot better than uh, the rest of the gay community. So, <laughs> <laughs> what? Although although they overlap, they are not the same. No, no, not okay. at all. But but if I have my choice between uppity gay men and gay gamer geeks who think they're animals, I'll take the animal guys any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> well, so why tra- why transformation? Why do you think that we? Um, we invited you to come and talk about to tra- talk about transformation. What what do you feel? What's your background in that? That's what I'm trying to say. So uh, I mean, I guess as an artist, uh, as an artist, I've done a lot of comics for people um, with transformation. Uh, it's something that is really closely tied along with both my my spiritual uh, faith as well. I'm kind of a totemist, and uh, I mean, so that's that's part of of me is is having that shifting inner side as well. And so, but yeah, so I, I guess I just, I, I've always had a really strong imagination and even as a young child, I was always putting myself in different skins. And, uh, when I started drawing, I found that 
you know, I, I could actually create this and then found that there was another community of people that were really excited by this idea of shifting from one person to another and having it kind of broken down into different steps so that they could get the same visual that just kind of occurs naturally in my mind. And so for me, it, it was exciting to have other people who really were engaged by that and excited by it as well. I didn't even know that there was a state of mind. I love learning things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what, what do you have to say got you into drawing transformation? Like, was it just something that people came up to you and said, hey, I want you to draw this? Or was it just something... You said that you had some sort of a spiritual connection. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a totemist. And so, you know, where most people are looking towards their, like, level of the Godhead is some kind of, you know, human form or some kind of more human in- entity. Um, and, and the idea behind that is, you know, you wor- worship Jesus, so you take Jesus into yourself and you act more Jesus-y. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> And, and I'm sure I just offended a ton of people. Yes, <laughs> you know, uh, but for, for me, it was more, you know, I, I, I looked at the different things in nature and the things that in, in my eyes were the manifestation of the divine in a more pure state. And, and then I wanted to take those into myself and I wanted to, um, you know, emanate those kind of things. And so for, you know, when I'm doing my meditations and when I'm doing the things that, are on my more spiritual side, I'm more asking for help from those particular lines of energy and, and asking, you know, if, if I need more patience or to be more passive, I call on more of a deer side of things. And if I need a higher degree of aggression or, uh, you know, then I call on a different animal. If, if I'm looking for that camaraderie with friends and things, it's more of a canine kind of aspect. And so there, I, I think that it's just, you know, if you have a mutable personality and, and that connection to nature, it allows you to shift in and out of different um, images that you perceive as operating in this particular way. And I think that that's kind of the spiritual basis of transformation. Very deep. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we have an email. We have two emails. Who's going first? Okay. The first email we have is from Zeller. He had like five Z's on the front. He says, Hi, I'm a long-term fan of FWIW, and I'd just like to say that you've been great enjoyment with me, and it's been a great pleasure. I'm Henry Zeller, or Zells for short. Oh, there we go. I am a transformed human, a lot like a werefox, but not wolf and not at night. Genetically altered, blah, 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 blah. Oh, it was part of the list. I am an Arctic fox with... An almost skunk-like line down my back, except it's purple. I've been a furry for a while now, almost four to five years, but only started going to meets when I turned 18. I am now 19. I've always enjoyed transformation. It's been a great inspiration to how I am since I've been through a mental transformation. I now live in the UK, and I'm going into uni next year. I think that when I was transforming mentally, my character went through his transformation and became the Zells I know now. Transformation is the act of changing, so it doesn't have to mean that it's always physical. And as the last word, cookie. Smile and dance from Zeller. Cookie. I I like those last words. Those are good last words. You know, if I was to die, that would probably be my last word. Well, thank you for the email. We'll get into it a little more soon. And what was your email? So the email says, I would love to transform into my fursona the next day. The first thing I would do is play with my paws and my tail. It would be like 20% cooler 
if all oh. of the furry transformed into their fursona. Um, and what kind of cookies do you like, Rue? Tell me the kind of things you like, um, Tugs. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Tell me the kind you like, too, Tugs. Um, P.S. I corrupted my older brother into being a furry. So he's he likes transformation. Yes. And he wants to know about your cookies. Yeah. What is your favorite kind of cookie? I like oatmeal raisin. Ooh, that's a good cookie. Probably Ooh. the one that people don't... It's It's like... Having something that's healthy but not at the same time. It's on. It's not. Raisins are gross. <laughs> I know. I know. Everybody's like, oh. It's a toss-up. Depends on who's making the cookie. Mm-hmm. If it's Otis Spunkmeyer, it better be warm, and it better be that oatmeal raisin because that is so good. If it's something I'm buying off the shelf, it's probably going to be an Oreo. I'm o- a terrible person. Oatmeal chocolate chip, maybe. <laughs> It'll be an Oreo. I love Oreos, especially the golden chocolate Oreos. Those are hard to find. Mm-hmm. As long as you have milk. Oreos are like one that must be served with milk, otherwise they're f- not as good. I thought your favorite was the birthday cake Oreos. They're limited, though, so I try not to get too attached to limited food because I've been burned by them. I've been burned by uh, Pitch Black. I've been burned by Peanut Butter and Strawberry M&M's. And Crystal Pepsi. And what? Crystal Pepsi. And cr- Crystal Pepsi. Um, I get burned by Smart Apple and Smart Watermelon because I can't get them all the time. Do you remember so, uh, candy corn Oreos? Uh, Mexi melts at, at Taco Bell. Oh, yeah. About. That's another limited food I got burned by. Lynn Wilson tamales. They just came back after being gone for 10 years, but those were so good. But anyways, enough about food. So <sighs> define transformation for everyone. How do you define transformation? Because it does vary a bit, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's got a really broad base of different things. And I think if you were really to uh, try to pin it down into a, a, a couple sentences, it would be uh, moving from one state of being to another state of being, either through a mental or physical process, depending on the situation. Hmm. Now, does this process, it can be anything from genetic alteration to pure out magic or... Mm-hmm. What, what, what are the catalysts for these changes? What causes them? Oh, and I think actually the catalyst, especially as an artist, the catalyst is one of the more exciting and interesting things to deal with. Really? Um, yeah, because you have people come to you and they're like, I want to transform. I want to go from this to this. And, and one of the first things you always tend to ask is like, well, what do you want to be the thing that causes it? What, what do you want to be that inciting event? And, and I think you can tell a lot about how a person functions or, or what it is that they're that they're looking for by that. You know, if it is some kind of chemical sciencey thing, then they tend to be a little bit more rooted in that particular mindset. Whereas if it's something that's more, you know, fun and silly, they tend to just, you know, I mean, I've had a lot of people who want, like they pick up a magic cat bell and suddenly they're cat boy, you know, and, Mm. um, you know, other people, um, you know, like the really crazy wild things to, to occur or, you know, and some people like the more traditional thing, like the moon comes out and because there's this external force that's significantly greater than you, you are forced to alter and have no choice over it. So I think it, I think it really, that's a fun part of it. If you're looking into the psychology of it is what people like to have the, as their cause of transformation. So what doesn't transformation include? What, what is close to transformation, but doesn't, actually count as transformation. I know I had one when I was writing mm-hmm. show notes, so I know there's at least one. Uh, well, there's 
I mean, that gets into a, a lot of different things. I mean, if... Just just a handful or something. Uh, well, I mean, you're going to bounce into, like, the Therian community. And and with them, that's more of a spiritual shift. And, and, and so I guess you could kind of call that a transformation. Um, though they, depending on the Therians, they tend to get either kind of ticked off by being referred to as that or, or being perfectly okay. It just depends on the, the group that you're, you're dealing with. I think as far as, like, something that would... I don't know. Like, wouldn't count as transformation. I think it it is it it does have to at least have some kind of process um, or steps where you go through it. It ha- it can't be just like boom to boom. You know, you can't be like it's it, not like a light switch. Yeah, it's not like a light switch. I think if you're if it's an immediate light switch, then it doesn't really work. Um, and but that just might be my my way of looking at it because I like to break those seconds down and 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 see that shift of of form and everything like that. I think that's what's interesting about it. So I think as long as there is, you know, the, the sailor moon scene of something going on where someone is shifting, <laughs> you know, um, it's not like what they do in video games where it's like a puff of smoke and then they're like, it's a tiger. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's cheating. Like, uh, I think that you're missing. I think at that point, it's just kind of replacing one thing with another as opposed to actually having one thing shift to another. And I think it's the shift that people are excited by. See, that's why I liked Twilight Princess because it showed kind of that shift, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Well, don't forget about Sword in the Stone where they they oh turn into gosh. fish and then squirrels, mm-hmm. but it's like a poof of smoke. Like, it just happens. Yeah. No, uh, no, no, it's a yeah. See, that's that's just Disney being lazy because they could have done more. Hey, just, now, now to be fair, that movie actually was produced with like half of the normal budget or some crazy amount less. Oh, so they I, couldn't draw it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fair enough. Well, fair and enough. also you think about kids. Could you imagine like Merlin all of a sudden his face is starting to stretch out? <laughs> no, but they do that in the old Disney movies. Well, and and actually, if you get into the battle between Merlin and Madame Mim, they do start doing that. Yeah, they, they yeah. actually like that's not just that's full on like transformation. It's like Merlin's like pop 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 pop. I'm a goat thing. Mm. Bam. You know, that is one of the greatest <laughs> yeah. scenes in all of animated cartoons. Yeah. That fight. I, I, I love Merlin and Madame Mim. They, they make me happy. Madame Mim showed up in Princess and the Frog. Did she? Yeah. She cameoed with the, what's his face? The alligator. I need to he watch He grabbed this. the trees and he did a Madame Mim face real fast. <laughs> uh, what else is there in the media? Like what are, what are the things that people who aren't furries have seen transformation? Oh, that, this is definitely not something that's uh, only the furry. Right, right, right. Of, you so, know, I mean, if you're watching True Blood, or you're watching, um, you know, uh, Twilight. Um, That's you know, okay. there's so many other examples. Yeah, you know, well, it, you're 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 involved. I mean, this is something that that goes way back. I mean, um, there's, and th- this is something that's been part of our species mythology for way beyond modern media. You know, this is something we, we've always had this concept of the werewolf or this individual that shifts uh, into a different form. I mean, if you go back to the like Greco Roman mythologies and things like that, you've got Zeus turning into a swan in order to bang a girl so he can have a kid. Um, you know, <laughs> and that kid transformed <laughs> that kid was Hercules, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and, and so, I mean, I think that th- those human beings for as long as we've had some kind of doctrine uh, that, that's written or, or we, we've had this. I mean, even you go back and study our really ancient art, there's there's stuff with that. Do you think, I'm just curious, do you think Mario suits count as transformation? No, I think Mario's a furry. 
and <laughs> especially in the next game. Oh like, man! I really, meow, meow, meow. I really want to know if I can get away with like having a picture of Mario with the little raccoon suit on and just say the original furry on it. I think I've seen something because I don't know if you could get away with having that without Nintendo just destroying you over copyright violation. But if you could do it, I would make that shirt. <laughs> They haven't cared so far. Awesome. And they haven't? Okay, then don't put that in the show because I want to make that show. <laughs> I don't want someone to rip it off. Actually, no, because you've announced the show. You have a record of it being the first. You have the prior art. Right ah, there, there you go. There, there you go. go. I'm drawing it right now. Really? Right now. I am. This minute. <laughs> Let's see. How about Kingdom Hearts? There was some transformation there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people that were horribly thrilled about Kingdom Hearts 2 just because of... Uh, uh, I'm not really... Him turning into Simba? Yeah, yeah, the little lion scene and everything. He did make a cute lion. I have to give him credit for that. Um, what but... was the, the cause? I, I just don't, like, do we remember? Yeah. Uh, Donald's magic transforms him to fit into worlds where walking mm-hmm. around as a human wouldn't fit. Oh, yeah. okay. And I, I mean, and, and that's one where, you know, he's constantly, like, just altering his skin and, and bouncing into different forms and different things like that. Even when he goes into the Tron world, he's a little bit different. And, you know, every different spot, he's kind of a, a unique chameleon in character to kind of fit the theme of the place. So did you read the Animorph books? The Animorph books? Uh, I got about halfway through one <laughs> and couldn't do it. Those are really, really thin books. Uh, I am a, I'm an English major and, and I'm picky when it comes to what I read. Well, they're um, fifth grade level books. Yeah. Well, when did you start reading them? Huh? Like, oh, I was like, I, I think it was like 19. I tried to pick one up okay, and I was well, like, this is horrible. Like, oh yeah. Well, yeah. I was, I was in junior high and that's what I actually introduced, like actually made it so that I wanted to read, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, that's, I would have to say that because of Animorphs, that is the reason why I'm a furry today. Awesome. Go Animorphs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I start, I read those as a kid. Like they were, I was mm-hmm. the target market. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, Oh, I followed those and would go every month and get the next one, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I started rereading them. Uh, I have them all on my nook. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't, I, to be honest, I didn't buy them because I have the paper copies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I figured it wasn't pirating because I owned them. Uh, but anyway, uh, and they are not as good as I remember. No. <laughs> no. There are books like that, like Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman's Dragonlance. I love that book. It was one of my favorites as a kid. And I was like, oh, I'm going to read it again. And I got halfway through the first chapter and I'm like, this will destroy it. Like, I can't destroy my memories. If I go back and read this, I'll hate it. I, I only liked the uh, the latter ones because those got serious and dark and heavy. Mm-hmm. Like, people died. Like, she killed yeah. characters. I was like, yes! Yeah. The main reason why I loved the Animorph series so much was because she went into detail of the transformation. Mm-hmm. And she went into detail of how it was to be that animal or to have mm-hmm. the the sight of that animal or the sounds and different things like that. So it was really descriptive to where I felt like as if I was transforming to that animal. Mm-hmm. I was flying in the air. I was, or I was running it was real pretty fast. pretty good at that or, and giving you the feel for it. Or, or whatever. And that's, that's kind of why I really liked it. It was, I don't know. Well, and, and I think that that's actually the thing that's really exciting about transformation in general is, is having that ability to, um, to take on the aspects of that animal and, 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 and get a feel for it. Put yourself in that different mind space and, mm-hmm. and really kind of indulge in that. I think that's what excites us about transformation. 
So we, I know there's about a million examples. We could sit here and do an episode just about examples, but mm-hmm. we can't. So people send in your examples. Teen Titan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so how do you see transformation perpetuated or in the fandom in a non-sexual way? Uh, I, I mean, there's a there's a good chunk of that. I mean, there's everything from, uh, you know, people wanting to to see them themselves kind of shift and 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 uh, take on that that character. And and not everybody is uh, primarily into it in a, in a sexual way. I, I, a lot of my art it tends to go that direction, but that's just what people pay me to do. So <laughs> I, I'm fine with that. No, the naughty um, stuff is after the news. That's I, why. Oh, okay, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Um, but. I mean, and, and you see it in a lot of, like, there's uh, different kinds of transformation, too. Like, there's the technological assimilation, where you have people who, you know, uh, start off just as something, and then they're injected. Like huh? Like a Borg? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of that. Uh, like, uh, Silver Fenrir does a lot of that kind of art. Um, and, and that's a kind of transformation in and of itself. Uh, and that's even, like, taken to the point of very anti-sexual. I mean, in, in his artwork, he actually... Um, and in, in a lot of the artwork in that genre, they'll actually go in and remove like the capacity of sexuality, and it, it, they just become more animatronic and more machined. And so it's the exact opposite. It's almost like it's a counterbalance where they they, they move into the direction of completely giving up the, the the sexual side of it. And so I think that there's a really good balance when it comes to transformation um, in the community between people who are into it for the more mystical and spiritual side, and people who are into it for the more fun side so i have a question uh, what do you what do you think about wares like do you think that wares are different than i mean where wares is like a form of transformation mm-hmm. so I, I do you see them as different or do you see that see them as i don't know i see them as traditionalists um, I mean when it really comes down to it they like having a very specific uh, thing that generates a uh, the kind of transformation. I mean, it's normally something that's associated with the lunar cycle. And, and so for them, it's, it's, you know, I, I'd say that they just pick a very specific thing that brings on their transformation as a community. And, you know, so, yeah. Are there any other prominent examples that come to mind right away of transformation in the community? Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that's like really... Like jumps out. I mean, you know, I would argue, and maybe I don't know if this has the shift, the, mm-hmm. the seed, but I think in a certain way, a certain kind of mental transformation would take place when you're new and you have this character in your head, but you haven't had it put out in a visual medium. Mm-hmm. And getting that first piece, I mm-hmm. would argue, is a little bit of a transformation on I'll, its own. I'll agree with that completely. You know, I, I think that. I think that the entire furry fandom it has an understanding of transformation. You know, well, look, it's... At, look at fursuiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you put on a fursuit, you are physically transforming into something else. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's 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 just using a physical media to try to help perpetuate that mental shift. And I, I think that that's what art is for people too. I mean, they want to be able to see themselves as something else, and and so they you know, either create it themselves or they pay someone to create it themselves, uh, create it for them, you know? I I completely agree with the first sitting. I mean, I feel like that when I put Rue on, it's like, it, it's like jumping into another, like, person. Like, mm-hmm. it's another personality or something like that. I, I know that the personalities, it, it's something that actors have, you know, issues with, or not issues, method but, was that? Method acting? Yeah, method acting where you like actually become that person or become mm-hmm. that character. 
So. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's interesting because you're saying that the fandom as a whole understands transformation and we get that art because we want to be, we want to see ourselves in a certain way. And I think that's the thing that sets our fandom apart from all the other fandoms and is the thing that other fandoms might struggle with because to them it's like, well, you just role plays this character. But for a lot of people, it's, I want to be viewed this way. Mm-hmm. It's it's more than just, yeah, I go out and I roll a D6 and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's more of a, no, I want you to think of me in in a specific manner. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I, I guess I'm saying something along the lines of transformation fit there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think that as as furries, we, we tend to wander around um, in our normal life, uh, you know, at least partially transformed, mm-hmm. you know, always. And... And the people that we're comfortable around being that that person around are, are the people that that also get that and understand it, you know. And it's, when I'm hanging out with my friends, that each person's species does really take on a, a very specific flavor of that person's character that they're trying to create. Because because we're all we're all method actors in our life, you know. We're we're all trying to create some kind of character and put it out there for people. We just right. like to draw ours and, and have it actually like there so we can see it. Would you would you say that though that is the defining factor that sets us apart? If you had to pick one thing mm-hmm. that sets us apart from the other fandoms, is it that? Yeah, I, I think the, I think the the fact that we're willing to most fandoms take something that exists and try to be that. We we take a concept and then add ourselves to it and create something new, and and I think that is the thing that really sets us apart and makes us a unique and really exciting group to be to be a part of. Sweet. So, I want to be a little bit nerdy here. So, what would you do if you woke up the next morning and you became your persona? Um, I would jump in my car and drive to the mountains and just run for like 10 miles. That that would be the, the first thing I'd do is just go try my hooves out because I would be really thrilled to just get out there. Have fun and, driving. Huh? <laughs> Pretty sure I can drive with hooves. I don't think that opening the, up the car door. The uh, yeah, keys would be. It. You're gonna need one of those cars where you just have to have the key. Yeah. <laughs> you don't actually use the key. Uh, yeah, I, one of those moments where I'm gonna be glad I'm not a feral character. Um, huh? You know, uh, you still have thumbs. I still have thumbs. I do. I have little hoovy thumbs. Uh, I do. Hoovian thumbs. Hoovian thumbs. <laughs> oh, no. No. All right. Hey, you know what? We uh, we are hitting our limit for the segment. It's Mr. Ranji's Neighborhood, starring Ranji the Fox, brought to you by Sitari, the best game console on the subcontinent. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day for my new neighbor. Oh, what a booty. Would you be mine? Could, could you be mine? I left India to live in this beauty wood. What the hell is a beauty wood? What was just just made up? Would would you be mine? I've always wanted to live with neighbors. I don't hate. So now I live in a neighborhood with Jews and other Hindus and people I like. Let's make the most of this beautiful day. I see a round one. I might as well say, would you be mine? Would you be mine? Won't you be? Oh, screw it. I'll be right back. Okay, hello everybody and welcome to Mr. Ranji's Neighborhood. We are going to talk about the transformations today. Because no matter how we change on the outside, we are still ourselves on the inside. 
smelly, and full of the organs. Do you know what transformations is? It is when you become something else. Let's all say it together, shall we? Ready? Transforming in nations. Very good, Nibber. Let me give you an example of transformation. You remember my chef Susan, right? Susan, come here! Hello, Mr. Ranji. My name is Mrs. Susan. How did you get this name, Susans? You gave me this name when you hired me. That's right, boys and girls. I transformed Peter into Suzette. By changing his name, I made him into my chef. But there are other types of transformations, too. Go away, Sally. I hate you. For instance, I can transform from a fox into a husky. Dingo, dingo, kula limpa. See? No. Wait. I apparently am a platypus. Oh shit, just a moment. Tingo, tingo, kula limpa. Well, now you get the idea. I have a bushy tail, a huge libidos, and everybody wants me. You remember what the libidos are, right? That's right. It is why we are not allowed to have the nice things. But anyway, I'm still the same Ranji inside. And that is why you too can transform nations. Too. Many people who think they can sometimes pretend they can become furry animals, even going to big parties to see other pretends. They are very special. Very special indeed. Some of them are huskies. Some of them are foxes. Some of them are four otters. And the new ones are Germans and shepherds. But then one day they get bored of being the huskies or the foxes and otters or Germans and they transform into something new, but stay the same on the inside. Some of my friends have made transformations too in the neighborhood of make-believe. Why don't we take the Tattoo Nanu to go see them? What the hell? Damn it all, Pamela! I told you to finish building the neighborhoods! We ran over budget, making your house look so beautiful. Idiot, no one can see the house. This is a podcast. What the fuck is wrong with you? I am telling you, these Canadians are not worth the euros you pay them. So remember boys and girls, what now? This neighborhood is going to the fleshies. Phil Cole, I have a letter for you, Mr. Ranchy. I think it's from far away because it's got like 60 stamps on it. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. That guy, he creeps me out so much. Hmm, what's this letter say? Just a moment, children. Dear Mr. Ranji, on behalf of my client, Oh shit, I guess that's all the time we have for today. So remember boys and girls, when your friends transform into animals, they are still the same on the inside. Unless they become tits, then they are birds. For what it's worth truly is driven by your letters, emails, voicemails, and more. The show would be a lot more boring without you. You make the difference. Here's how you can join in the fun. To comment on today's show topic, visit forwhatisworth.com and leave your thoughts on the show notes page. You don't need to create an account to do so. Email the show at cast at forwhatisworth.com for general comments. Rue at forwhatisworth.com. Thugs at forwhatisworth.com. And if you're lonely, Koru at forwhatisworth.com can be used to contact a specific cast member. Voicemail is awesome and you don't have to type. So call 469-44-FURRY and leave us a message. Long distance charges may apply. Send cookies, packages, love, and not bombs to P.O. Box 25394, Salt Lake City, Utah, 84125, United States. 
If you would like to remain anonymous, just let us know and we will keep it that way. Before sending items to the show, please be aware we cannot return them to you for safety reasons. If you have original music or art you'd like played on the air or displayed on the website, send it to music at forwhatitsworth.com. If you'd like to keep up between shows, check out our Twitter, at For What It's Worth, our Facebook page, or our Google Plus page. It's a great way to get your show fixed and see what we're up to. And now, back to the show. Hello and welcome. This is Silchu from the Dominican Republic, and you're listening to For What It's Worth. Welcome to the sexy bit. The sexy bit. The sexy bit. Okay, this is this is where we go and explore the sexual side of things in an academic matter. So I um although the show is not officially for those who are not adults, we know you're out there. Do us a favor and keep the lawyers away and just skip to the next segment. <laughs> Which is the game. That's coming up after the last break, so go there, please. Alright, now the rest of you, let's talk about penis. No, let's talk it's one about of my favorite it. topics. <laughs> So, a big part of the furry community does have a transformation fetish, which you love to draw for money. Mm-hmm. Which they also call TF. Yeah. I, I think that TF just comes from the fact that when you are typing to someone in a chat, you get really sick and tired of typing the word transformation. Do you use stuff like TFing and huh? TF'd? And like, no, I, I have never no. seen someone put a suffix on it before. I mean, you could, you could, I mean, you could. We took the word Google and made it a verb. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, let's just stay away from the Google. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you have any kind of a handle on how much the community has a TF fetish? I I think that it's as far as quote unquote fetishes go in the community. It's a relatively well accepted one, and it's one that most people can find access to because you know it's it's it, when you compare it to a lot of the other fetishes in the community it's pretty benign Did, so do a lot of people get into it Would yeah it, i'd say there's a good chunk of people that that are excited by it you know is there a typical one kind of person who has a tf fetish no no this is something that's all the way across the board i mean they're gay tf straight tf um hermaphroditic tf like from sh- Straight to gay hermaphroditic TF to the possibilities are endless. (laughs) (laughs) I good to see a commercial now. (laughs) Possibilities are endless. (laughs) So, Rue, tell us about your TF. (laughs) Wait, do you have a TF? What you're putting it on? Okay, okay. I'll, I'll I'll say this. There's one story. There's there's this place called Transformation TF Archive or TF Stories. I, I don't remember. Noah's TF Arc. But I like reading those stories. Um, some of them end up being um, sexual stories, and one of them was like this guy that ended up getting transformed into a deer, and then he goes out and has sex with another deer or something like that. And that's like this first thing that he wants to experience. I mean, uh, you know, there's, there's also transformation where, you know, you have, you transform and you have a bigger dick or, or something like that. And so is it, is it the fact that you're in an altered state or the fact that are you, do you like it when people are transformed against their will? You know, 
both of them have kind of a... And it's just the difference that you like. Yeah. Hmm. Our audience may not know this, but Rue masturbates. I do not. (laughs) That is a lie. (laughs) I am a cute, innocent little fox. I have no bad things. Did you just say innocent fox in the same sentence? Yes, I did. No. He, okay. has, he, he suffers from a chronic case of I just crotch. like I just like <laughs> cookies, and that's all. See, what no one knows is cookies is actually Rue's code word for penis. <laughs> <laughs> How bed. did you find out? In bed with a penis. <laughs> In bed with a penis. <laughs> so as an artist, what do you think the appeal is? Um, as an artist, I think one of the exciting things is is it's a lot more... Uh, work and it's a lot more challenging to to do uh, a really solid transformation piece because you really have to break it down into all of these segments and and if you're someone who's really into sequential art and comic work and things like that it's it's really kind of fun to dial time down really slow and focus in on all these different little aspects and things because that is one thing you'll notice with transformation if you start doing it for people is everyone is out of talking to different people, you kind of have to find out what they really want to see transformed. Some people love seeing like that tail burst out of the pants. Like that's the thing that just gets them off and excites them like crazy. Uh, Other people, they really want to see the paw transformation and have like, you know, they really want to see those hands shift. Um, Other people, it's, you know, more about, uh, you know, the face going into a more muzzle and and, and other, you know, and obviously there's the naughty bits, which everyone's excited about. (laughs) 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 I've yet to get any complaints. Um, so you're getting really excited over there. He's like destroying his show notes page with the tail bursting out of pants. It's hot. You know, it's no, hot. I, I've had multiple times where people contact me for about commissions and they really focus very hard. They, I, they, I want an entire page devoted to just tail bursting out of pants. Like that's really, yeah. People really like that one. It's, it's a, that, that tail growth is, is a huge part of it. And, um, and so I think it's kind of fun to, you know, when you're talking to people because you're working with a limited page space, you know. Uh, and so if you're working with, like, four pages or, or something like that, I mean, I can, I've done a 20-page transformation before. So that was one where I had a lot of time to go over each specific little thing. Um, but when we're working with, like, three or four pages, you kind of have to prod the, the person and really find out what aspects of the transformation excite them. And then you basically build different pages about that. So just I, as, a, as a quick aside, how much you, you charge by the page, right? Uh-huh. Okay. So someone could expect to pay a good chunk for a good long. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, okay. we're, we're, we're talking comic commissions here. This isn't something where, you know, I'm not just popping these out like in, you know, five or 10 minutes. Right. You know, it's, it's something where I try to put a lot of real detailed thought in it. I, I really try to think about the scene from the beginning all the way to the end and, and divvy up the space and really try to make sure that the parts that everybody really cares about are really getting a lot of focus. And, and at the same time where I'm still getting a good chunk of artistic play and and being able to kind of have fun with it as well. Mm -hmm. So I I, kind of have a a question for some reason. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So because you draw a lot of TF, Mm -hmm. do you ever have like dreams of transformation. He is so hoping you say yes. It's not even funny. You know, sadly, <laughs> the answer to that one is no. What? Um, my my dream space is very cryptic, and it's if you have a really high level of, or if you do a lot of meditation, 
uh, and and you're really more connected with your subconscious when your subconscious is trying to talk to you. It's very specific in the dream space. And so I don't get the fun of, of having wild, crazy sex dreams in, 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 my, in my mind. Most of the time when I'm remembering dreams, it's when my subconscious is smacking me and telling me I need to do things that are important. So I, I, I don't get the pleasure of that. He's so bummed. I'm so disappointed. Some of the, probably like the, the dreams that I wake up and I'm like, wow, I want to go back to sleep. Like, have you ever had a dream where it's like, you I don't want to mm-hmm. wake up from this dream. I, I want to go back to sleep. I want that mm-hmm. to be reality. If, and If it makes you feel better, when I was seven, I, I, I have a specific dream that I had when I was 17 where I did actually transform. And I still remember that dream very vividly. But the last time I had a transformation dream that was sexual was when I was 17. Well, it doesn't need to be sexual. It's just... I mean, none none of my transformation dreams are are sexual. Bull. What? <laughs> but it's it's just interesting. It's it's the aspect of becoming something else and being something else, and then exploring that new sensation of being something else. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I I think that probably the the sad truth of it is is my conscious mind explores that actively enough that my subconscious doesn't really feel the need to invest time and energy into it. So, so other than, um, you, you do comics and mm-hmm. you do, you kind of break out into these elaborate detailed, uh, timelines. What else sets apart transformation art from other kinds of art? Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I, I think that probably, um, a lot of people will do stills uh, because there are a lot of artists out there that do stills. Like Kuma is, is, does a, some really good stuff where it's just one shot where you're in the middle. But I think the thing that really sets it apart is is your, uh, whether you're in a comic or you're doing just a one-scene a one shot, it's, it's almost, the majority of that time is spent in an in-between space where, where things are not complete or where things are... Um, are, are in the process of changing. And so I think that that's one of the things that's really exciting and kind of fun about it is it, it allows you to be really creative and play with that distortion of, of the form uh, and, and that in between, between two different spaces. Uh, and I don't think you quite as much get that in regular anthro art. Hmm. So in real life, can you ever see it? Can you? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure. Can you see a sexual transformation in real life? Oh, I think I go through a psychological transformation when I'm having sex on a pretty regular basis. Um, wait, wait. The transformation is on the regular basis or the sex? Both of those. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, for me particularly, uh, I, different animals fall into different roles uh, when, when I'm being sexual. And so... Uh, like so, what does the fox fall into? Well, uh, <laughs> I think things just fall into foxes. That's that's what. Um, what? No. Uh, you know, I, I think if you're, I, I, and mind you, fox isn't an energy that I particularly associate really closely with. So it's not one that I have a good definition of uh, with me in my personal life. Um, but like, if I'm feeling more submissive, it's definitely my my sheep side. And if I'm feeling more dominant. Um, you know, other animals will kind of crop out like a deer or sometime a jaguar or other things like that. Um, I, I'm, I'm not 
so specifically set in one particular mind space that I don't kind of bounce out. And it depends on the person I'm playing with and, and the physical connection and the size of their body and the way that they kind of interact. You know, so I'm a very mutable person when it comes to my physicality. Hmm. So uh, when it comes to TF as a fetish, I mean, we've kind of been a little bit all over the map on this one, but is there any kind of key thing or something that we may have left out that that someone who's new to the fandom and is seeing, oh, you know, this is kind of interesting, that you feel like they should know. Oh, and I, I think that, you know, when it does come to TF, if, if there is something that, that makes it exciting um, and makes it fun, it's the ability to let yourself move into a different space that you wouldn't normally feel comfortable with in, in a comfortable manner and, and an exciting manner. And, and I think that this is one of those things that comes back to that inciting incident because people want to be able to leave. They want to shed that husk and, and become something different. And they want to transition into uh, a different form for a reason. And I think that if, if you are into TF or if you're finding yourself being excited by it, I think you should look at what it is that you feel is the inciting incident. If, if it's this thing that's taking control of you and forcing you to become something else, um, is it that, that you feel like you need something to actually forcibly move you from where you're at to another place? Or if it's something fun and playful, it, it, is that how you make that transition? And so I think that, you know, our art is always a, a foil for us to view ourselves and to understand who we are. And, and if, if you look at that art and you learn from it, you can look back at, at who you are and, and where you've come and go, this is, this is what I was going through. And that this is, is, is what, what I needed to move from this space to another. And, and so if, if you are new to the fandom and you're looking about getting into transformation, you know, play, play around with, with that mind space and, and what excites you to, to start it and, and figure out where you end up, but don't, don't try to limit yourself too specifically. Um, you if, if just, you, I'm, I'm going to add this. It's just so amazing. Just think about it. Like, think about like transforming into something else and the steps that it takes to transform into mm-hmm. the animal. Like, like is, is it that your bone, I, I know this sounds kind of weird to some people, mm-hmm. but is it that your bones are breaking so mm-hmm. that, you know, it, <laughs> mm-hmm. someone's laughing. Well, is it that your, um, how is it changing? Like, mm-hmm. You know, whether it be painful or whether it not, I mean, I would prefer it not to be painful, but um, it's just, it's just interesting. Like you've seen art that it's like, you can see that it's painful for them to go through that transformation. And you've seen some that it's just like, wow, what's happening to me? You know, mm-hmm. bewilderment. Like for instance, a prime example for me is like werewolves in London, mm-hmm. where you see him like transforming into the wolf and he's like in pain. Mm-hmm. butt naked uh, <laughs> the butt naked is a great part <laughs> like basically screaming because and like clawing the clawing the floor and i don't know that that's kind of well and i and i think intriguing you, to me. i think you've touched on on a very interesting part of the of both the sexual and non-sexual side of transformation and and that's whether it's a, a pleasurable thing to, to go through the, the shift or whether it's a painful thing to go through the shift. And, and you find people are, are very much in one boat or the other. Like if people are commissioning you and working with it, they, they, they'll definitely be like, I want this to be a pleasurable experience. I want this to seem like he's really just caught up in it and, and like indulging in it. Or they'll, they'll have it be where they want it to be something where you, it's very agonizing 
and where they're really losing a, an aspect of themselves. And I think that that gets back into that same thing of looking at our artists as a reflection of ourselves. You know, it's like when you are going through personal shifts in your life, is it something where you want it to be agonizing and challenging or is it something where you want it to be something that's pleasurable and, and exciting? And, and I think people uh, project that into their, into the commissions and into their work. That was, I don't know, that was deep. <laughs> um, any other final thoughts on transformation, either sexual or non? Hmm. You know, I, I think that when it really comes down to it, transformation is about people wanting to become something different than what they are. And, and, and I, I think that people like having motivation. I mean, one of my favorite quote unquote transformation pieces wasn't even a transformation piece. It was uh, a series of comics where someone was working out and exercising and transforming their body over time. And, and uh, I mean, that was one I did for a really close friend. Um, but he, he really wanted motivation in order to try to get into shape and, and try to be something different than what he was. And, and so he reached out to me and, and had this idea and, and we, we came up with it and produced that piece. And, and so I think that, you know, the, the most exciting and fun thing about trans transformation is that the possibilities are, are really open for you to become whoever you want and whatever you want. And, and I think that's one of the reasons people love the fandom is because it is limitless and, and we're not going to, we're not going to judge you if your particular degree of crazy is a little bit too far this direction or a little bit too far this direction. I think we're a very open-minded culture and community and, and, and I like that. And so I think that, you know, when it really does come down to transformation, it, it's, it's about being able to become something more or something different than what you are. And, and that's something that having that hope is, is something that's really kind of exciting and, and motivating in this life. Well, thank you. Thank awesome. you very much. <laughs> if you have thoughts on this topic, please leave a comment in our show notes, and we'll be more than happy to answer them for you. Uru especially will be happy Ooh. to answer them for you. But no, really, do leave comments. We like reading them, and other people see them, and you might provoke thought. All right, well, stay okay. tuned, because next we are going to have the game.
to lie there and enjoy the peace and quiet. The cast of For What It's Worth certainly will never know, as the show travels to a place with no beach and no palm trees. For What It's Worth Live will be in Seattle for Rainforest 2013. Join Tugs and special guest host Keo Foxtrot from Fuzzy Logic as they bring the show's signature insanity to you on a whole new level. Prizes, a special RF-only giveaway, the game and major hijinks will be presented on stage. So liquor up, grab your friends and put your ass in a seat as for what it's worth live comes to Rainforest 2013. Guest, finalized showtime and room to be announced. Welcome back to all of our underage audience that doesn't really listen to the show. Officially, and, everyone and else. The game. <laughs> the game. And you're welcoming the game. We are going to be doing the game. The game. The game. So, are you ready for your game? What do you, What are you expecting that we're going to ask you about? I'm just curious. I 
I have no idea. Like, I, I know that you guys always pick something that's random, but has a little bit of a tie to it, so I've really got no clue. It is something that's about transformation, so it is. It is. Make, it, make a good guess. Okay. Um, ooh, ooh. Questions about frogs changing from tadpoles to frogs. Nope, but that is the sound you're probably going to end up hearing a lot. <laughs> so this game is called Transformers. Transformers. You probably didn't think of this before you came to the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, one more trans what? Transformers. Transformers, okay. You probably didn't think of this before you came to the studio. Dude, seriously, Hasbro sues the shit out of people for that stuff. So here are your instructions. You are about to be asked 10 questions. Please answer correctly for a point. No points for wrong answers. Gotcha. Pretty easy. So, Rue. What year did the original Transformers start? 1981. It was 1984. Next question. Which toy company was the initial owner of the Transformers line? <laughs> <laughs> it was not Bleat, it was Diaclone. Wait, hold on. After Hasbro brought, bought Diaclone and took over the production of Transformers, who named the mostly unnamed and generic characters? Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> it was Bob! I was going to say Bob Marley. It was Bob Badansky, actually. You should have said Bob Marley. It would have been funny. <laughs> so how are new Transformers created as in the mythology? They get associated with it. Like, it's been so long since I've watched Beast Wars. <laughs> uh they stand too close to machines and take on whatever aspect of the other machine is around them. In the canon, it is officially stated that they are asexual and produce their own offspring. They actually give birth to little Transformers. So they just pop them right out of the side of their head, I all am, mitosis I, style. I honestly, when I was preparing, I thought, I want to look this up and see. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Safe search on. <laughs> yep. When, robot, when one robot loves himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfectly natural, Rue. What's the next question? What is the official con for Transformer fans? Transformer con? You're doing great. <laughs> it's BotCon. BotCon? BotCon. Okay. They have a license for it and everything. By the way, I, I, let's, let's go to where we're at on points. I'm not completely sure just yet. I think it's zero. How much are we at? Uh, currently at zero points. Okay. Sweet. Just wanted right. to make sure. So now think hard about this one. What is the common name for a Transformers fan? I fail. <laughs> it's not a tranny, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> if I was witty, I would have said that. Um, a trans fanatic? <laughs> oh, oh, close. It's a trans fan. A trans that fan. Oh, fan is oh. short for fanatic. Uh. He's getting it. I get a point. Give him an, an eye point. He's getting a point. <laughs> fan is short for fanatic. Okay. Trans fans. All right, hold on. Yay! <laughs> I just thought that's what drag queens were. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think about trans fat. <laughs> this, trans this, this toy is trans fan free. <laughs> <laughs> what is the t <laughs> What is the title of the most recent Transformers video game? 
Nope, gonna fail on this one too. <laughs> Prime the game. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where you just find different numbers? <laughs> <laughs> That's a prime number. That's number way. And he goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. When is the next Transformers movie scheduled for release? In the next three months. <laughs> you had such a wide window opportunity to get this one too. 2014. 2014. Who owns Transformers in Japan? The Pokemon industry? <laughs> oh, I thought I was right for a second. <laughs> no, that's it's Tommy. Question 10. Tommy. How many How many points are we at? 1. 1 point. 1 point. Okay. I'm not a complete loser. All right, here we go. Question 10. What is the name of cousin It's child in the Adams family movie canon? What? <laughs> oh, that was actually fairly close. I'm on. Uh, was it? Were you, were you asking for us to repeat? The no, no. I think his name is what, or something close to that. Like, okay, give it another guess. You're not going to get a point for it. You're close. Am? <laughs> no, keep guessing. What? Just Are? give him. No. It's that. 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 <laughs> okay, close enough. <laughs> so, how? What's the final score? One. All right. Good job. Good I got job. a point. Guess what? Guess what? He won. You won one point. <laughs> no, he is nice our one. lowest scorer on the show. I, he's tied, I think, with someone, but yeah. You are definitely Sweet. in... You're in a unique segment. I suck better than anybody else on this show. <laughs> what did you think of the game? Huh? Was it what you expected? Uh, no, I had no clue what you are going to throw at me. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure. I was like, is he into Transformers? Is he not into Transformers? Well, you see, I, I loved Transformers when I was a kid. And you could and, eat them? Huh? And you could eat them? They were made of metal back then. Yeah. The, eating them was a bad idea. The plastic ones you can do, they just pass right through. Uh -huh. But metal is not a good idea to eat. No. <laughs> we aren't designed for that. No. No, it's pokey. <laughs> hey, guess what, Tugs? What? Guess what we have? I love that we have some. We have hate mail! <laughs> Our second hate mail has finally arrived. You and guys only had from... two? We had one hate mail on the video game episode of season two. It's from Lil Chew. It is from Lil Chew. So, okay. All right, hold on one second here. Oh, what are you doing? He has to get situated. This is such a monumentous this is, occasion. This is a monument type occasion. I have to be prepared for this. Dear for what it's worth. No. Never mind. Skip that. <laughs> <laughs> Dear wonderful staff for what it's worth. This is Little Chew. No! Um, it's L-I-L. Little Chew. Lil. This is Little Chew. He can't say it's, it's like the Simpsons episode. <laughs> up and Atom. No, up and Atom. No, up and Atom. All right, all right, all right. All right. Start it, starting all over on this. <laughs> Dear wonderful staff at For What It's Worth, this is Little Chew from the Dominican Republic and in the Caribbean seas. <laughs> Do you want me to do this? Yes. I'm sure Let's I can have be... our guest read it. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Okay, so, be angry. so be angry. here it comes. Okay. Dear wonderful staff of For What It's Worth, this is Lil Chew from the Dominican Republic in the Caribbean Sea. I have only one thing against this show, and it is the lies of tugs. 
emoticon that's unhappy. <laughs> I don't like hearing the cookie being eaten or bitten or whatever. Bad puppy, bad. Anyways, love the show. It's wonderful. And I'm sure and I am proud to be a part of the six listeners of the show. Happy emoticon furry looking thing. Bye-bye. Uh, <laughs> it's hilarious as his voice is not at all like that. <laughs> okay. There you go. Actually, I know Lil Chew's not the only one who hates that. Um, I've had a couple people <laughs> say, oh, I hate metal on my teeth. And I just they hear you do that because it's a metal cookie. Mm-hmm. Um, so the official response to the fan mail, or the fan mail, the hate mail is, thank you for the fan mail. <laughs> <laughs> We love hate mail around here. We love you. All right. Well, we're coming up on the end of the show. And so before we go, we have some announcements to make. I'm moving. Rue is moving. And because of that, uh, we are not going to do a show in two weeks. We will release a best of, and then we will be back after that. So the best of episode, if you want to hear where Wisconsin, Texas came from, tune in to the next episode because you'll hear it. So what's our next episode, Tux? According to the show notes that you drafted last night, the next episode will be on daddy issues and a bigger blacker dick. <laughs> I didn't write that. What are you yes, talking about? You did. Yes, you did. What, whatever, whatever. However, the real topic after is, we discussed it. Is Therians and Overkin. Overkin? Overkin? Otherkin. Other Otherkin. Other what's an no. Overkin? It's the no. opposite of underkin. Overkin must live in Califato. <laughs> you know what? At least I didn't say it's underkin. Uh, that's okay. Charles Dixon is an o- overkin. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you oh guys, I hope you enjoyed the show. We sincerely enjoy you guys. What are you doing? He's wiggling. No, I want to make the other announcement. What? If you didn't catch it on the last break, because somehow you don't pause podcasts when you get up, we are doing For What It's Worth live soon at RF. Yay! Rewind the podcast for more details. That is all. Have a good evening. (laughs) That's not how we end. (laughs) Do you have any final thoughts? Oh, yeah. So where can people look you up? Um, So I've got a page on F.A., uh, it, my user ID is, uh, Sakita star, S-A-K-I-T-A-S-T-A-R. One word. One word. No, anything fancy in it. Are you um, open for commissions right now? No, not right now. Um, I did a lot of commissions and I just got a brand new Cintiq. Uh, and so it's I'm really, amazing. yeah, I f- love it. It's amazing. It makes me happy in the pants. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um and that's so. your art on the show banner, right? On our page. Huh? Is that's your art that people are seeing on our show banner on the page? I, I don't know. I haven't seen the page. Do you have it on there? We're pretending like it's already there. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I, I I should completely do some little doodle or something of like all three of you guys transforming. That'd be hilarious. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Rue can be transforming. Into but we'll give Rue, we'll give Rue the tail burst scene. <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh, but yeah, that, so that's the easiest place to look me up. I'm not open for commissions right now. Um, I'm hoping to probably do some YCHs uh, in a little bit. But uh, right now I'm just trying to break into this and and figuring it out. I just discovered that Psy exists and it's amazingly powerful. So I'm having fun with that. Sweet. Awesome. Anything else before we go? 
leave us comments on the page. Write us. We love you two weeks. I think that's it. Yep. And we love you. No, no. You always say you're amazing. You're amazing. All right. Just the way now, you are. All right. Now, everyone need to, needs to send Rue a couple of tail bursts, <laughs> and then uh, he'll be happy. Yeah. I, I've got a few <laughs> in my portfolio that I can link you. I'm, okay. I'm sure you'll be. I'll just go through and find all tail burst scenes that I've done <laughs> and put them in a nice compl- compilation and send them towards you. So while those two are off exchanging things, I'm just going to do this. This is Tugs. This has been Rue. Thank her, Rue. And Sakita. And this has been For, For What It's, it's worth. worth. Oh, damn it, you didn't screw it up! <laughs>